Hey guys, this is Table for Four. This is your boy Stefan, and welcome back to another episode on the podcast. And today we're gonna to be talking about religion. And Adrian, can you tell us more about this episode? Of course I can. What's going on, listeners? It's me, Adrian. On today's episode, we'll be talking about religion. We will be talking about learning about the different aspects and opinions in general, and how they can affect the family dynamics, as well about talking about faith. Are you guys ready? Yes. Cue the music. This is Stephanie. This is Andre. This is Adrian. And this is your boy, Stefan. And this is Table for Four, a family conversation podcast. Today on the show, we have a special guest. I got my cousin, Che, and his wife, Maribel. What's going on, guys? Hi there. How you doing? So Che and I, we grew up together uh, pretty much a good portion of our lives in New York. You know, and then, uh, you know, growing up, he's seen some tough times. And then uh, we've seen him struggle and stuff like that. And then one day he just picked up and left and moved to Virginia. And then the rest is history. Now he's a, he's a reborn Christian. He found the path to, to, to the Lord and here and, we are now. And he goes to church? Yeah, he has a church. He has a little missionary going on. He's been going on uh, missionary retreats in Africa, Brazil, and uh, other parts of the world to, to help spread the gospels. And his wife is joining him in that process too. So what's going on, guys? Hi there, you guys. It's a blessing um, to be here with you guys today um, doing this. This is something new, at least for me. <laughs> I, I usually don't do this, um, but uh, um, we are very, very happy to um, be here with you guys and to be able to talk. And um, uh, We're happy. Uh, we're honored to be on the show with you guys. Um, thank you for... Uh, having us um, in your show and, um, you know, to share, um, share your story, our yeah. lives, our beliefs, our faiths, our struggles as well. And, um, also our victories, I can say, you know, absolutely, yes. absolutely. We can all have struggles, but we all also can all have victory. Yep. Yep. And, uh, yeah. just a little backstory, uh, Che and I, we, we didn't grow up different. You know, we grew up pretty much with this, in the same households. Uh, going to church every morning, every Sunday, every Tuesday when, when our grandma was here. And then growing up, we, we, we got into our share trouble. You know, we got into the graffiti thing, vandalizing, pretty much rebelling. And Chad took it a little further. And, you know, he was going through a lot. And uh, he was also, you know, doing stuff in the streets in New York. <laughs> okay. So, you know, so yeah. So then uh, he turned to the Lord and now here we are. So um, if you guys want to tell us a little bit about your spiritual journey and how it's being presented to the world and, you know, just telling us in general growing up and, you know, walking through us to that, if you guys can share your story with us. Sure. Absolutely. I think, I will um, start, but I, uh, I'm gonna let my husband. I'm, I'm going to leave my husband do most 
of the talking, obviously, for obvious reason, because I do get very nervous. Uh, but anyways, uh, we actually come from two different religious backgrounds. If, if uh, um, he grew up as a Christian, mm-hmm. as Andre say, and I grew up as a Catholic. Um, in a sense, is 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 two very similar religions because um, we both believe uh, in the same God. Um, kind of like uh, 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 it's one God, but He's divided in three. Mm-hmm. So it's what we call the Holy Trinity: um, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, or Holy Ghost. Some might say. Um, so, um, we, uh, once I moved to New York, I was already, um, as you can hear (laughs) the accent, um, I was already 15 years old. Um, and so at that point I stopped, um, pretty much just going to church. I started reading my Bible and, uh, kind of felt like a little disappointed when I started reading it for myself disappointed in the sense that I was like, huh, there's certain things here that don't agree with what I was taught like at mass on Sundays. And um, um, so I started kind of um, going to other um, places or other religions. I uh, visited a Buddhist temple. Um, I did I go to mosque? I used to go. I I I was jumping. I was looking for something. I like like I said. I I was looking for something, and I was kind of I was very disappointed about uh, the way I grew up and um, like I said, the Catholic religion, and so that was there. Um, you didn't know what it was until yeah. you found it. Exactly. Um, like Are you still me, looking like, for it? <laughs> <laughs> Like, like, like uh, my cousin uh, Dre was saying, um, like for me, it was kind of the similar because we were raised in church mm-hmm. young. Uh, like he said, we used to go to church Tuesdays, Sundays, wow. but we were young and um, I don't know. Uneducated. I, guess, I would say uneducated and, and, and not uneducated. into it. You know, we're kids. And, and I think we learned some uh, values that helped us out throughout our life. Oh, yeah. But it was kind of more religious. Yeah. Uh, if 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 it were to be more um, emphasized on the relationship, maybe half of the struggles throughout my youth, maybe they would have not happened. But um, it was more focused towards a religious point of view mm-hmm. of just going to uh, church, uh, being there. Uh, you're not staying like a more of a forced you know, to go to church in yeah. a sense. And, and it wasn't really um, the relationship aspect. And I think, um, like my wife said, she was looking for something. In my sense, um, I, I stumbled into God in a sense. Yeah. You know, because I was out there um, uh, just living a crazy life and really didn't, didn't have a direction they didn't have, um, I think we all have a purpose, but I didn't know what was my purpose. I didn't know where my life was drifting to. I, I thought that just going to work, uh, making a good salary, having a good job, having a nice car. I thought that was success for me. And that's, that was all that I needed. 
until I got myself in so many problems and situations yeah. that my money couldn't help me. Um, a lawyer a, couldn't, help. couldn't help. Yeah. Me. You know, I just needed uh, some some direction and some guidance. And um, that's that's how I I came to know God, you know, through 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 my problems. You could either get to know God the easy way or you can stop going to him the hard way. way. But one thing I know that he's always available, you know. You know, when when walking us through your story and and finding something, what was it that you thought that you were missing? Because you mentioned that, you know, money doesn't help you. Having a lawyer doesn't help you. Like, what exactly was it that you were looking for that you found in a faith or you found in religion in that sense? Like, what did you find in that? Like, I would say in my case, I was, like I say, I felt a sense of, like, disappointment uh, having left out in a way. And I was like, okay, I know there's a God. Um, I Like I say, I used to go to Mass every Sunday. And besides that, I went to a private uh, Catholic school. I was, uh, you know, taught by nuns. And um, so I was... But, you know, I know I was, I was, it was an emptiness and a loneliness inside of me. Um, I I had a great job. That was before I met my husband. I had a great job. I was, uh, by the time I was 19 years old, I was a supervisor supervising like 25 people. You know, like you had success in that. Yeah, you had success in that. Yes. At such a young age. Yes, I, you know, I felt like that, but there was still something missing and I didn't know what it was. I, I, I used to feel like depressed, you, you know, um, mental health is a very, um, I'm very passionate about that because um, I, my mother dealt with it. I, I also did. And, and that was something, like I say, it was an emptiness that a, a, a bag like expensive bag or expensive shoes or, uh, you know, clothing, having this or having that couldn't fill. And I just, it couldn't fill the void. It just couldn't fill the void. It was an emptiness, loneliness. Like, um, I know some people, um, you know, you can be in a room full of people and you can feel like sometimes, you know, you still feel the outsider. You don't feel like an outsider. Yeah. Outsider, you feel that that loneliness, that sadness, that emptiness mm-hmm. inside of you, and you like, why, why, why is this happening? So that kind of, like I say, I was jumping from religion to religion. I was searching and um, almost became a Muslim. Wow. <laughs> um, I was uh, really. Um, I, I attended a, a, a one of their um, how does it call it? Yeah, no, I mean I, I did it for like six months. I I, I really uh, thought about it a lot, and it was kind of like a fight in between inside of me um, because what they taught me, though, even though I was disappointed about the Catholic religion, but what they taught me and the principles and the um, fundamentals were there. And, uh, one thing I knew, um, like I, I was, uh, Jesus had to be the center 
Jesus had to be the center. And that's why I kept jumping from place to place because it was like, okay, so he's not here. Okay. And so, so, you know, like with the Buddhists, they have so many um, ways of, um, how would you say that? Um, to, to like um, philosophy. Mm-hmm. A lot of that. And then I found the Jews. They have so many commitments. I was like, I don't think I can do all this. They have way too many gods. Too many rules. Too many rules. Too many rules. So it's like, no, I can barely, I can barely, I, I, I can do one. One is doable for me. Um, and, and so the Muslims, they were like, okay, there's one God. Okay. So, okay. I identify with that. And they actually... I believe that Jesus was a prophet, but I I knew Jesus as the son of God. So, you know, um, that was the thing that kind of made me back out of um, becoming a Muslim. Like for me, I think it was um, identity. Like um, I mm. think um, God, when he, um, he, he creates all of us with a purpose, he sets us apart. And I guess at that youth, at my young age, I was always trying to fit in because I didn't have a group of friends or or people surrounding me. And um, I was looking for identity somewhere else besides Mm -hmm. in God himself, you know. And then when I started serving him and knowing him, he started revealing to me what my purpose was. Oh, when you started, I was, I wouldn't say serve. I'll say once you started to have a relationship because that's the key <laughs> word there, I believe. Yeah, yeah, relationship. 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 Because like, um, I remember when I was 18, this was an actual prayer that I did. And um, when I was 18, I thought that um, life was um, having uh, a lot of girlfriends or working and having money. And I say, God, uh, let me enjoy my life. And um, later on, I'll, I'll serve you again, you know, and, um, put a rain check from, on it from that. From that time, I said that it was like 10, 12 years later, I went through so much stuff. And um, when I actually, like I said, I had I had problems. I didn't know what to do. Um, I made a similar prayer, but this time when I made this prayer, I said, God, if you're real, manifest yourself to me. If you can help me, help me. If, if you can answer prayer, answer my prayer. And I told him, I'm like, I don't want to go to church to be religious. I don't want to go to church just to be a regular church goer like other people that you can see they have an appearance of being a Christian and they don't, they don't act like it. They don't yeah. help no one. No love. They, there's no love. And I'm like, I don't want to be like that. Like little soldiers. Change my mind, <laughs> change my heart, my life, every part of me. And when we think about your identity, right? When as parents, right? We always try to encourage our kids to find their own identity, right? Whether if it's through their friends, through their family, or through spirituality or through faith. But for me personally, I don't know how religion plays a role in that when we're so young ourselves that we really can't make those decisions, right? So when you when you are asked what is religion to you, how would you respond? Like if I'm if I'm a parent, right, trying to explain that yeah. to my children, 
and they were to ask me, well, mommy, dad, what is religion? How would you define that to your kids? To me, Andres, you go first. To yeah. me, it's a, a relationship with, with a higher being, with, with something that's something higher than us, you know, and not necessarily that, you know, like Chess said, you know, like, like we used to go to a building, you know, and everyone for us, it wasn't it, you know, it was just at a young age, you know, we were taught you have to dress a certain way to do this, the same look that all the Pentecostal church does and to have this certain look and ideals. And to me, when I was 16, we all did. My brother, Chet, and him, and me, we all steered away from the church. Because you didn't identify, identify with it? Or is it because you guys were young and still trying we were to young and figure, figure, it trying to figure it out? You know, it's, I don't, like I said, I don't know how people, how kids do it at such an early age. You know, like, like they get into it. Like, we, we couldn't get into it. You know, like Chet, for Chet to get into it, something had to happen in his life to have that relationship. You know, and, and me, I feel like my mom is the same way. Like, I don't have to go to a building to have faith and to worship. Chad, you know? same question to you. Um, I will explain it to them um, like a relationship, a mm-hmm. relationship of, of true love. Because you can have a relationship with anyone uh, based on love, but you don't know what true love is until you have a relationship with God. Mm. You know, I had um, sometimes I will watch like a Daystar or TBN or any show on TV. And um, I would say, you know, you'll hear pastors say, God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, I don't I don't know what kind of love you're talking about until I had an encounter That's with that love, say, you yeah. know. And um, I think as for children, it's the same way. It's a relationship. You know, when I see my son, um, he may do something that that is not, you know, he may disobey or my daughter do something that she's not supposed to do. And yet I still love them. You know, every day I still feed them. Mm-hmm. Um, I still supply everything that they need. You I don't know, know if Andres would still father, feed them. I don't know if he'll still feed mother. them. <laughs> so as parents... We have this like grace for our children. Yeah. Sometimes right. even though they disobey or they don't listen. Yeah. You know? So that's how God is with us as well. You know, he, he has this grace. He understands us because he created us. You know, he didn't create us. He's not in heaven with a bat trying to whack us in the head. You know, <laughs> he, he, he just has that patience that we as parents have with our children. Yeah. Or should have. <laughs> or, or should have. You know? I know for but, me. But it's not forced. It's something that, that is expressed through a relationship. I think when it comes to having an understanding and relationship, for me, true love, I really, it, it transcends beyond that. Because I know for like myself, giving birth, having my children, that was a sign or that was one of the significant rules of true love for me. That's how I interpreted mm-hmm. true love because I carried a, a being in, inside me for mm-hmm. nine months. I've had that connection with that person and with mm-hmm. my children. That's how I define true love. And in things like that, I see that people use that relationship as well into faith and to spirituality. So I can totally understand how people can find themselves mm-hmm. in that type of true love relationship. Cause I understand it. I don't, I don't know if it's the same for dads. I don't know. 
But Maribo, do you understand what I mean? Like coming from, you know, Absolutely. from a mother's um, perspective? You know, it's like you, like you said at the beginning, you, there is a, a human being um, being formed inside mm-hmm. your womb. They, they can, it's like you, they can feel, they can feel your heartbeat. And, you know, you feel them kick and grow and develop inside of you. And that is like a miracle, a miracle me, in itself. To me, it was like a miracle. Absolutely. And it was my first encounter with that, what I will say, selfish and through love. Mm-hmm. And, and this was even become I before I became a Christian. Mm-hmm. This was all I knew before that. Mm-hmm. Because like Andres said, for uh, for some of us at the beginning, we just go to church because Our parents, this is what yeah. we are taught to yeah. do. This is, you know, um, yeah. like I, I, I emphasize that a lot with my children. It's like I don't want them to feel like, oh, you're doing this because just because mommy is telling you to do it. You know, right. um is is something that I want them to find the same God I found and to have the same relationship I found and I have because once you have that is you can't get away from you can't, it. They it's, can't take it away from you. Absolutely. It becomes embedded in you. Absolutely. Just like like when a child is growing as a woman inside your mm-hmm. womb. It's like it's that love is embedded the, con- in the connection absolutely yep. and you know when thinking about how the relationship children develop on their own like what do you think are some of the misconceptions with religion because i feel like when you guys were growing up you guys felt like you know we have to go to a building it's forced upon you but those are just some of the misconceptions what are other misconceptions that are surrounded with with religion and spirituality and faith in general um for me it's very almost growing up. It was almost like a cult because <laughs> everyone had to dress a certain way by like all the women. So like no you, earrings, like, nothing, you know, they had to follow. You have to wear like on your head and wear skirts, you know, like it, I, it was just too much. And no, your dad, your dad's saying it's the cult, but you wanted to. Yeah. So we're not like really connected anymore. Like people like, don't eat certain foods or celebrate certain. Mm, okay. It's true. It's true. Yeah, yeah, they don't celebrate certain days. You know, like they don't eat certain foods. Certain foods and right, stuff right, like right. that. But, but uh, it's they, more... they don't wear certain clothes. They don't exactly. wear certain clothes, like right? Said, you know, everybody wears a certain. They don't have. Style. They don't have a similar. Exactly. Mm, yeah. But is that something that's wrong? Is that something that 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 would be one of the misconceptions of like everything has to be the same and you can't do something or stray away from that? I don't think, I don't think it has to be the same at all. It's because everyone can have their own beliefs. Like, for example, um, just people in general. Cause like, cultural, Catholic- like cultural division? Why are you throwing the big words at me? <laughs> <laughs> what? No, okay. But I think what your brother is trying to say is that like, there could be different religions. For example, uh, Catholic and Christian. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that basically what I'm trying to say is um, you can have different religions, but you can have whatever type of religion you would like. Oh, like, ju- it's ca- like Judaism. Right. 
But what but what we're trying to figure out is what are some of the misconceptions about those religions in general? Well, I think the misconceptions about them is that like we don't. I feel like people are getting a lot of pressure because of it, mm. and I don't. And I don't think people should get a lot of pressure. Pressure yeah. because yeah, because then that would lead to war. It would lead to war. War in the house, right? Okay. And then that's the thing growing up as a kid, you feel that pressure. You know, because, like, because, like I, I didn't want any part like, of it. Like people are gonna get mad at you because they don't mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. they don't have a similar culture with you. Right. Or, and they might disagree with you. And then they might start war fight no. things that <laughs> Oh, you're talking about like fighting? Well, remember yeah. History has dictated that there have yeah, been, there been wars, religious wars. Religious wars. Yeah. There's yeah, um, like a food fight. Not a not food fight. fight. Well, no, Did, just, no, no, just like something. No, no, no. There was there was fights. Yeah, there were wars. Like yeah, people like, were like killing blowing, each other. Like, like, like a yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, I think I have another thing about um, Jews, the Jewish people. Um, there's a thing called the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. What's that? That um. The Holocaust. Oh, let him explain. Yeah, the Holocaust was um, like I think in the 1900s. I think um, it was like people were using concentration camps to like stop Jews from like physically existing because I don't think people people didn't like Jews in general. So mm-hmm. that's why like in the Holocaust they like starved the Jews or not starved them, but they like they they were, were not treated very well they were not treated equally so what was the misconception about that that all jewish people are these type of people and that somebody thought that they were enemies beneath them, beneath them. like enemies enemies like, right because the thing is with like like during the holocaust they thought of them as a threat because the thing is they blame ah. they blamed they blame like wars on Jews and that's why they wanted to eliminate the Jews well they, they eliminated the Jews only because the the germans felt like Blonde hair, blue eyes with a superior being. Yeah, would this be and, and like, then they would always have to wear a certain clothing, so then. Would this be like related to Rome? No. No. Rome is before that. Before that. Yeah, but Rome had really strict rules. Mm. Like the 12th But tables. then there was, a, the, was, the a, there was also a war in Rome, too. A religious yeah. war. Well, we're, not, then, we're, not, we're not gonna get into all this. Yeah, but <laughs> they had postal offices so they can but, communicate from a long place, like from far away. True. True. And the 12 tables was the first law code. Okay. Okay. You ready to school us? Yes. Yeah, I, I am ready to school you. Okay. <laughs> um, but getting back to trying to figure out how can, as adults, as children, what can we do to get past those misconceptions? Um, is acceptance. Because, uh, you know, when you're a hardcore religious fan, you know, like, you're like, oh, this is what, this is the right way. This is what you should be preaching. The right way and the only and way. And the only way. And then okay. uh, the next religion is going to say the same thing. And the next religion is going to say the same thing. So there's always a conflict of interest. No, but I'm, I'm going to disagree with you. Maribel said that she's had the opportunity to experience different religions. Right, right. Were they welcoming to her? Was that the, is that yes, the they, right? they were very welcoming. Did yeah. she realize that in her own way? She, she did the Muslim, Buddhism, and then Christian, Christianity. Uh-huh. And then and I'm pretty sure each one was welcoming in its own way. But she never had that, full, that connection until she found Christianity, right? Yes, that's right. That's right. That was, um, it's, it's, I'm going to just put it in simple terms. It's like, uh, it shouldn't be something that's forced again, against mm-hmm. you. Like, I don't think my children um, feel like they're forced um, because we, we, we go there 
and they actually look forward to go there because uh, it's like we're meeting. It's it's like it's a community, you know. It's a community of people. Uh, you make friends. Um, they believe in the same things you believe in, and there's like like you guys says, there's different religions, and mm-hmm. there is different. Um, some places they have more harsh rules than, than others, others yep. just to put it in simple terms. But look at me, like you guys can see me. I'm, I'm look at my hair, look at the color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got makeup on. I, <laughs> no I, restrictions. Know, I love movies. I all, uh, uh, all kinds of them, all, all kinds of movies. Uh, we go to the movies as a family. Yeah. Uh, we love, um, you know, we read books. We, uh, you, you, to me, we are a normal family. Look at, you know, we wear, uh, you know, you wear what you want. <laughs> yeah, you wear we what you like want. We like the brands and the Nikes and the Adidas. Everybody has their own preference. Um, so it's like uh, there's like we got we got we look just like you guys look. Yeah. You know, it's it's not like oh, I cannot wear pants. I love my jeans, and the tighter they are. <laughs> The better. That's a part of culture, I mean, and and it's like maybe it's because part of my culture, but um, you know, it's it's we're not different from anyone. Right. Um, the only the only thing I I to me personally, it made me a better individual. I think one of the biggest misconceptions is that um, that people sometimes like. Um, sometimes I go for, to pray for people and I ask them if they would like to accept the Lord and they tell me they're not ready. So uh, that's one misconception right there because they think they have to prepare themselves to have a relationship. And you really don't. All you have to be is willing, like Andres said, you know, is just accept it in your heart and you can build that relationship. And that relationship is what gets you prepare yeah, or get you love, ready. That, yeah. You know, um, I had a instance where um, I was going to pray for um, a person um, and he said no. Right. And that's fine. But we, we always go there. We always pray for them. Then I saw him three months later and I saw him in a wheelchair. He was working. He fell off the wheelchair and he can't walk anymore. And oh, no. I prayed for him. He did accept, you know, and he asked for prayer but it's like, you know, imagine three months before, you know, who knows if that could have been prevented, okay, yeah. that he could still be walking right now, you know? So to me, it's like deeper because I'm able to see a problem and um, be used by God to help that person. Yes. Have a solution. For that person to get healed. Um, I have numerous people during this COVID that... They got gotten healed through prayers, you know. Uh, uh, there's a lot of people that have died, but I know a lot of people that have got healed, you know, that got out of hospitals, yeah. you know, that will send me a message. Um, Can you please pray for me? And I'll stay up all night praying. And the next week I see them in person. Can I have a Bible? You know, so it's like if, if, if those testimonies or, or those um, results wouldn't happen, Maybe I wouldn't believe God mm-hmm. as much as I believe him now, mm-hmm. right. but I've seen the change. There's a, there's a friend of mine that his daughter and his mom were coming 
from El Salvador to the United States. Um, they were in, um, they got stopped in Mexico, close to the border. And right there where all the cartels were, they were right there with no food. Uh, the girl's like seven years old. Yeah. He wasn't wow. sleeping. He was, he was in eating food. And he was telling me, look, my daughter's here. The cartels are there. And pretty much she was like kind of like on the street. Isolated like, in, in the middle of danger, you know? And I'm like, a you, child. Uh, yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm going to pray for you and your daughter that she comes to the United States and that somebody helps her. We prayed for two weeks. Yeah. They found the shelter. She's here in the United States. She's learning English yeah. now. She's in school. She's in school. We mm -hmm. gave her Christmas gifts. We helped her. The, she sends us a video smiling and her teacher sending her letters that she's learning English. And my friend is like so grateful. Like when yeah. he sees me, I asked him to, he has a taxi business. I said, I need a ride. Take me somewhere. I'm like, how much? He doesn't even charge me yeah. anything. Yeah. You know, because it's like he, his, his whole life was his daughter. You know, so maybe his daughter is the reason that that he got to know God mm -hmm. through what God did for him. Yeah. I want to go back when hearing these testimonies, like I find myself as a practical person, like I, I like to see things in a practical view. <laughs> so when you have when 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 I hear somebody tell me that if somebody fell down the stairs, mm -hmm. right, going back to the story about the gentleman in the wheelchair, right? That if three months prior, if you would have prayed for him, could have prevented his accident. In my head, I don't see that being related. And I'm just saying that in a practical sense. Right. You know what I mean? But from a spiritual sense. From a spiritual sense, it might be different. Right. So what happens when you are surrounded by non-believers? Now, I don't, I don't carry myself as a non-believer, but I find myself as very very practical, very tactical in the way I look at things. And, you know, mm -hmm. everything is not black and white with me. I'm, I'm always living in the gray area. But how do you explain that testimony? Like if, because I don't see how they're related. Mm -hmm. Me personally, I don't see how that's related. But then how would you explain that to somebody that might be a non-believer? Okay. Um, Take a stab at that. What it is, like I said, when we speak about a relationship, it's like a husband, wife, and a family. You have this interaction every day. Uh, you know, uh, you guys as a family unit, you have this interaction. Um, you talk about, you know, your life things. Um, and so it's like the same thing um, we do with God. Uh, we have this relationship, this connection, this communication. And it has happened for me many, many times where he has told me. Um, it's a, me. a, a spiritual perception that you receive when. Yeah. You, when you oh, and sometimes it's audible for me. It's audible. audible. It's visual. So, yeah. Because the same way you have natural eyes. God opens your spiritual, your spiritual eyes and your spiritual ears. And you ears. have ears as well. So, so going so, back to what Steph said, uh, how is that like, could have been prevented? Okay, let, let me give this testimony because it, it, I don't want to share, but like when when uh, my wife, uh, maybe it was like five years ago, um, she went to buy dinner with my son and she perceived in her heart that she should not drive or go to buy the dinner. Yeah. Now, what happened? She perceived and God told her to not go. Mm -hmm. And she still went. So when she went and came back, 
Guess what happened? A car hit her 60 miles an hour and flipped the truck over. Wow. So, I remember that, I remember so, that accident. And I had my son sitting in, and, the, and, in the front and, in the passenger seat. And uh, even the uh, firefighters, when they came, they said, because of the tank, the, the, the guy hit me. Um, right where the gas tank Gas was. tank was. And he's like, I don't know how this didn't explode. I don't know how you're alive. I don't know how your son is okay. Um because the car, it, it was an SUV, and, and we all know they tend to flip. And so the, the tires were, like, up. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was like, uh, they told me, I don't know how you nothing happened to you. We can't explain that. Yes. We, we can't explain it. They, they were like, I'm like, well, I'm fine. My son is fine. And sometimes the thing is, we don't have to make it, like, so complicated because like I said, once you start having this relationship, it, it will like, it's, it's like Steph, she's in medical school um, to become a nurse. And there's, there were so many things I'm pretty sure you didn't know before. And now as you get into, and you're reading your books and you're learning and you're understanding, now there's so many things that you, you were like, oh my goodness. A lot of things are connecting. Know. A lot of things yeah. are making sense. I see. Yes, I, see. I didn't. You, you, you will be like, oh my god, I didn't know about this. Before. I didn't see that it's before. Like, I didn't realize that before. I didn't see the relationship <laughs> before. Right, right, yes. right, 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 right. Yes. So for me, I was a very, like I said, negative person. Faith, I still struggle with it sometimes because I'm like, let's say when we purchased our third house, it was like, um, God. It's, it's like Andres said, it's a higher being. Mm-hmm. So it's like the things that he can do with anyone and anyone who yeah. believes him, yeah. it's going to be greater than what we actually think logically or reason. Yes. You know, because faith is higher than logic and reason, mm-hmm. you know. And Why is that, you, though? You tap into that higher dimension of faith. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen, <laughs> you know, because yes. it's like we're sitting down in chairs having faith that the chair won't break, you know, but we're sitting down, you know, we drive our car knowing that the car is going to start by faith, you know? So I guess we all have faith, but it's just diverted in different, different areas of life. And I was in the auction and I have a Muslim friend of mine and he's seen me praying for people. And uh, he asked me to pray for him. I said, we can pray right now. And he's like, the first thing that my Muslim friend said, he's like, tell me what you hear and tell me what you see. So I was like, the the question really amazed me because, you know, sometimes as Christians, we go to church not expecting to hear anything from God or to see anything, you know, but he wants to hear and see what God shows him. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, it's an expectation that we must have to 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 see um to see greater to keep dreaming to keep soaring to keep changing and and and, and uh, I think in Romans twelve two it says that uh, that we can be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So when when we read the Word of God, we can read any book. Yeah. But the only book that can rewire and change your mindset is the Bible. I always have a gut feeling. I my my, my gut feeling runs my life. And I say that in, in the most 
simplest way, there have things that have happened that I didn't necessarily know, but my gut. So I don't know if that, I'll share a quick story. There was a bad storm. We had Hurricane Sandy, right? We were Mm -hmm. in Brooklyn. Yeah. Tree was loose in front of our house. I told Andres. Oh yeah, we heard this. No, but I went outside. You went outside. I went outside first and I saw the tree. You saw it swaying, swaying, right? And then something told me to go move the car. Something told you to move the car, To go move the car. And what did I tell you? If your gut tells you to move the car, go do it. Go do it. So it's funny because I I was taking a a photograph of the storm and uh, I think it was Hurricane Irene. Irene. Was it Irene? uh, I was outside in front of the door. It was raining. It was pouring. It was terrible. It was terrible outside. Yeah, I was doing like a long exposure shot. And then I see this big tree that's been there forever. This huge, big trunk, tall tree. And I see it moving in the wind. And my truck was there. I was like, you know what? I went back upstairs. I let me go get my keys. And I told Steph about this tree. Something's with this tree that I have to move the car. Not, like, not even after I moved the car. Five nah. minutes later, the tree fell. We were getting stuff ready. And the kids, were, I was thinking I was getting dinner ready. And it was still light yeah, outside. It was, no, it was, it was, night, it was nighttime. It was already. nighttime, mm-hmm. right? And I, we were getting dinner ready. And all of a sudden, we hear the big crash. And it crashed on top of another car in the same place where so Andres' yeah, car the, 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 was. The truck was there. The truck was. So when, when you explain that to me, I see it in a sense like I get what that does to you. That gut feeling is something that I've always followed. And I, and I trusted that in like going out in the field and, and, and listening to other people, listening to stories, working with people out in the community. My gut always leads me. So is that the sense that you're saying that that relationship that I have in my faith and in spirituality, that that gut feeling is what leads me to make these decisions? I, but let me tell you something. You know why? I know everybody says you have a conscience and what you described that uh, a gut feeling, right? Like something that tells you, but in, in both of your cases, um, you you both went to church. You both had like uh, at some point in your life, you made a prayer and you accepted Jesus in your heart mm-hmm. and consciously or unconsciously. We're still abiding by the uh, rules. The Bible says that once you accepting and, and once you do that, he gives you what we call the Holy Spirit. And, 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 and that will speak to you. It will never leave you. It will never forsake you. Even if it's, you know it or not, it's like gravity. Gravity, it is what it is. If you believe it or if you don't believe it, it is what it is. Jump from, I don't know, a fifth floor unless it was going to happen to you. Not much. So not, I, not, not nothing good. You know, it's like, believe it or not, I right. mean, it's up to you. But the result will be the same. So it's like, it's that. That's already inside of you. That, that, that. Um, the Holy Spirit. Yes, the Holy Spirit is inside of you. So in other sense, the gut feeling is the perception of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Yeah. So every time we feel, we sense danger, we sense like some sort of like something some, positive. Something positive that it we, doesn't we necessarily it. have to be negative, right? I know Chess said that yeah. when it, it doesn't necessarily have to yeah, be it, negative. It, it, yeah. The Bible says that his word is a light unto our feet and a lamp unto our path. So in order for you to go somewhere, he guides you. Mm-hmm. He leads you. That's what God does. In the Bible, he says, follow me. How are you going to follow someone if, if you don't know where he tells you to go? 
mm-hmm. you know, but he leads you through his spirit, you right. know. And um, yeah, I remember, I remember um, one time um, I, I had a dream and um, I saw something, I saw a house, I saw the house where, where you, you guys are living with. Um, and I called my, uh, my aunt Consuelo and I told her, look, I had a dream that this was going to happen. I didn't know nothing. I didn't know why I had the dream. And I told her, and a week later, she told me, you know what? Thank you for telling me because there was a pipe, a gas line or something in the house and it was leaking gas and we found it. And I think she was able to fix it. But had she not known about that gas leak, the house could have probably exploded. Yeah. You know, but that's the dream I had. And I called her and I told her. And, you know, at first I didn't know what to say. But I, it just, it was so vivid in my dream mm-hmm. that I needed to call her and tell her, you know, and, and I don't know, that's another, you know, you could, you could have perception through when you're awake or when you're dreaming, when you're sleeping, yeah. uh, through your kid. Sometimes your kid will tell you something. You're like, how did he say, what, what is he, I don't know why he said that, you know, but um, my son, sometimes I stress, he hugs me and it, it's just, I just feel peace. And he just hugged me, you know? But he knew, it's like if he knew that you needed that. That he needed needed that that at that point. Like, it's funny because, like, when I I always felt like growing up, I always get all these, like, deja vu moments. You know, like, I've kind of, like, envisioned it somewhere, somehow, sleeping Mm -hmm. or just thinking about something. And I've seen it later on that has happened. You know, I'm like, oh, I dreamt about this. That's happening. And I remember one time, I think Rolando gets the same thing because... We went out to eat. Yeah, but you're, you and your brother, you guys are like highly perceptive. Bro. Yeah, we have like, like these intuitions and stuff. Yeah, and, and like you and yeah, him. It yeah, is because it is a gift. Yeah, yeah. you, you and your brother have it. It's, and, it's weird. Like, it, you, it's spooky we, sometimes. We went out to eat yeah. one time. We went out to eat one time. And then uh, we're all having this conversation and everything. And all of a sudden, I hear Rolando tell Jen, this is deja vu. And mm-hmm. she's like, what do you mean? I felt like I had this vision of us being here at this moment. And I heard him say it. I literally heard him say it. You know, so I heard him say it from, from the corner of, of the room. I heard him say deja vu. And he told Jen, literally told Jen, like, I, I had a vision that we were here together at this very moment. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I get those visions also. Like, later on, I'm like, wait, I, I dreamt about this. Mm-hmm. This feels like I've already been here it before. It feels similar. It feels. And then talking about dreams, I had a dream and it just felt so real. I felt like... Somebody like I was in a room and then I was talking to a bunch of friends and then all of a sudden this this being just picks me up telling me it's my time. He picks me up and just whoosh, it just wicks me, whisks me somewhere. And I, I remember seeing all these hallways and takes me to this gold area, this gold room. And then I see like a, a gold rotunda and I see space and then I see like a whole bunch of like jewels around the crown of rotunda. And I'm just and I'm. And take it to myself. I see it vividly. I'm looking up and looking around, and I see like the universe. It was just one of those weird dreams. Of, of, like, what does this mean? And ever since then, is this happened? What a couple months ago? Yeah, yeah. And and every day, I kind of think about that dream. Like, what does this mean? What does this dream mean? What it is is like God is He's in you. So what He's showing you is where you came from. 
That's, that's, that's why it's crazy, don't right? See, simple. Maribel breaks it down. It's, I'm part of the universe. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's it. what he's doing. That's, that's, and because, like I said, even if you pursue it, if you don't, like saying God, even like for you, like I said, you guys went up in there, grew up in there, and maybe you might have thought, okay, this is something I do because they, they, they forced me to do it. And but but like I said, you know, the Holy Spirit is in you, and that comes from from that. It comes from Him. It comes, it comes from God. Yeah, like yeah, those visions. Ask people. You can ask your friends or whatever, and you tell them something like that, and they might be like, "Do you have anything to drink? Or do you like at what time you had dinner? Or like what are you talking about? You know, it's like like you said, it's almost spooky, but it's it's, it's not that. It's is is the God in you. It's 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 already there. Either if, even if you want it or not, the Bible said that He chose us. We didn't choose Him. Like we didn't go after Him. He said, "I chose you." Even before the beginning of times, even even before this planet was formed. He he chose he chooses. We're predestined. We predestined, and he, you know, it's like uh, sooner or later. <laughs> I'm not. I don't want to say it this way. Like it's gonna get you, <laughs> but sooner or later, it's it's gonna happen because it's in there. It's it's already yeah, because, in there. Uh, whatever is in you, like he said, he he's he recalls it. You know, and and it. I, I give you an example. When, when I was in New York, um, I guess uh, Andres knows my um, when I used to work, um, all the bad things I used to do as a youth. And, um, you know, I, I came to the point that I was doing things that I wasn't supposed to do. And I was in a bus stop. I had stopped going to high school and I was in a bus stop and I heard a voice tell me, um, you said you wanted to be a better example for your brother. And one, you're not being a better example for your brother. Two, um, you could end up uh, in jail. Or three, you could end up killed. But at the end, you were never a better example for your brother. Mm. So it's like, I didn't know what that voice was until mm. I was like 10, 15 years later. I'm like, you know what? Now God it was makes talking sense. to yeah, me. Yeah, now it makes and sense. And I didn't even know it. Mm-hmm. But it was so surreal that it made me stop what I was doing. And I went back to high school and I finished high school and, and I was and I kept working and I stopped doing what I was doing that I knew what was wrong, you know. But that, that maybe if you were to continue in that, in that path, path yeah. you maybe wouldn't even be here today. Those yeah. are the things. Yeah. Those are the things that sometimes wouldn't make sense to to you know to people or uh, you know that people be like oh, that's just baloney that's just craziness you know but um it's something that you have to experience to be able to understand yeah so it's like we're not uh sometimes people just have this you know, like this misconception, I will call it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you know, um, it's too much for me. To, you know, I don't think I, you know, the religion. I don't really like to call it that. Like, I don't really like. But at the same time, I understand as as humans, we we have to put things in a box. We like to know what this is, and we call things. 
um, you know, you try to label everything, you know, okay, so this is red and this is green, right? Right. But, uh, um, I, like I said, to me, it's like, we do the same thing. Other people do. We, uh, eat the same things. We, uh, love the same things. We, uh, but it's just, like I said, I, I know, which I didn't know before. I, I always felt alone. I thought I was by myself. And even after I got married, I, I have always think that I have to, yeah, he got my back, but I also like have to, um, you know, I always felt like I had to have my own back as well. I always kind of, I, I was like that. But then once I, I, I knew this guy and he became real to me, it's like, I know I'm not, I will never be alone. I, that feeling went away. I will never be alone. He will always be with me. And I'm telling you, is 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 the greatest feeling to know that you have a superior being, somebody that's bigger than you that can do so much looking after you, that he is for you, he's not against you. Um, and that's the same thing I have I, I try to impart in my children and let them have, let them go through their own through their own path too yep, and have their own experiences as well. And then that's what I, that's what I told Steph the last time because we had this whole big thing. No, that's not what you said. No. I had this whole, we have this whole thing about she, she, because she grew up Catholic and Lutheran. Yeah. You know, just, just pretty much her, her mom and her family going to different churches all the time, you know. So, you know, we grew up a certain way, you know, Pentecostal. So mm-hmm. she wanted to do a baptism and I, I didn't agree with it because I'm like, you know what? I didn't grow up that way. Mm-hmm. So it's two totally different religions. I'm, I don't think I don't want to baptize them. So then she thought, and then finally, like a few years later, I gave her the okay. And then <laughs> yeah, she gave yeah. me a fight about it just for giving her the okay. And, then I, and let I me told explain them, something. You don't give me the okay. Let, let, let's just let's just straighten that out. No, no. There's no it's misconception. A, it's a 50-50 down the middle, no, right, guys? No, it's no 50-50. 60 40? Me? No, and no. The thing was, is that I, as the mom, I always thought that I would be the the one to make the decision. The one to make the decision. You're not a single parent. Well, I realize that now, but that was really the struggle (laughs) between him and I. You know, let me ask you guys: How did you find the common ground between having the different religious backgrounds? You know being Pentecostal, being Christian and being, you know, Catholic. How did you guys find that common ground? Because we're still like, we still disagree and and, yeah. and it's broken out in fights, you know, yeah. at that point. And I, I don't want to fight about something that's important to me, but mm. I kind of left Can it alone. I let, I to, to uh, totally avoid the problem. I don't even talk about it anymore. And now my children uh. are, are old enough they haven't been baptized there's no communion there's no you know confirmation so that that is all out the window and and i feel like i failed as a catholic no you know for fail. not no. not trying no. to see no. you, you tried no. you tried that you, you made the uh, you made the attempt that's all that matters i made the attempt that's made, what yeah, matters that's all that matters <laughs> you made the attempt but my, my thing was <laughs> my thing was you know since i, I kind of like stopped going to church for so, for so long I felt like if they want to get involved and then when they meet the right person and then they have to go to conf- confession and all this stuff, 
To, you know, let, let them make their let them make their own decision on what they want to follow. Okay, but you didn't make your own decision when exactly. you were young. No, no, no. I didn't make my no, decision. No, so how come how come we couldn't do that? Because oh. I'm letting them have the choice. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. You didn't let me have. You didn't give me the opportunity to make that choice for them. Because no. you put your foot down. You're like, no, it's not happening. Yeah. Yeah, well, what? Because we have it's, two different religious backgrounds. Let right. them choose and what what they want to follow. Right, but you you took the opportunity away from me. That's what you did. You didn't even give me the chance to say, this is what I want to do for them. And you shut it down. Like you didn't even give me the opportunity to do that. So that's what angers me. That's what frustrates me. (laughs) You know what I mean? I I will say you guys, you know, like, okay. So me and Jose, we have been, this is so crazy. We have been married for 18 years. We met uh, in April, 2003. Bang, married by December to same year. So <laughs> six months or seven, give or take, or, uh, you know, what, whatever it is. But you, we made in April, we got married in December, same year. Now, this is something <laughs> that going back to the logical part is not supposed to work. 18 years later, here we are. But the key, the key to it, just like any marriage, any relationship, you have to find a compromising point. It's, that, that's what a relationship is. This is like going back to Steph's point. How do we find that ground? It's like because if he's set on his way and I'm set on my way, then it's like uh-uh, nobody's going to be happy here because it's like it can be like that. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Once you decide to become married and and have a family. Now, what I can sense for Andres was not such a great experience. He felt like religion was something that it was imposed on him. And he doesn't want that for his children. But that wasn't the experience that I had. And it's it's unfair for him. It was different. It was different for me. Yeah. Yeah. It was something that you felt it was good for you. Um, and maybe it might have been one of your most fun or, Absolutely. or, or loving Absolutely. memories from your childhood. Absolutely. I've had fond memories going to church with my grandfather, going with my family, going yeah. to to after school program. My mother and I, we used to go to church on Saturday and then the rest of the family went on Sunday. It was always a positive thing. It was always a sense of community. And I wanted to have that same thing for them. It was always positive for me. I never felt forced. There was one thing my mother said to me. You don't have to go to church in order to believe in God. And she always said that to me. Till this day. Till this day. And and the problem I had with mine is like, we grew up a certain way. We grew up, you know, with all these beliefs. But at the same time, a lot of the members of the church were hypocrites. You know, they, they, they never really like you know preach what they say you know it was always they turn around or something else you know? but i think that's the reason and 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 maribel is making a great point because we've had two different experiences with church that we can't see past it past it like steph said um uh, since for me it was a positive thing to have God in my life I wanted my children to experience that so um, I went back I remember I went back to, to, to Mass I went back to the Catholic Church went back to Mass and I said well God I'm, you know I have always been searching for you 
is is been in me is is part of who I am. It can it cannot be me without you know is without my God. It was it, it was part of what you know the way I grew up. Right. And so I was like, um, I went to mass. I didn't really feel anything. It was like the same old thing, like like Andres said. And then um, I went to this Christian church. And I felt something. I went in there and I felt, I was like, okay, I think this is it. I think this is it. And, and, and I, I, you know, I talked to, to my husband, which was not interested in none of that, but at least he was open and able to be like, okay, Maribel. You so see, you see the like, word she I used? Want my kids. She said open. Well, and what, when the time I was open to it, you, you said, no, I'm not, I don't want to do it no more. But you know, like I said, I said, I want my kids to have God in their life or at least to have that opportunity to experience it for themselves. And then they later on, that's not the thing then, you know, but I was like, but he did, I, I know I kind of had to switch over, so to speak, because I was a Catholic and he's a Christian. So, you know, I kind of had to like, like, uh, um, you know, like kind of bend or, or, or compromise a little, like yeah. I said. But yes, Steph, you got to bend. I don't have to bend. All my life, I compromise. So she said she, she bent. No, no, no. That's what she said. No, no, no. I am a mother. All I do is compromise. Yeah, exactly. All I do. do. That and like is- I said, I went from being like a, I didn't say, okay, my, you know, like we, we kind of agree. We came in, we came together and we had the conversation and he was like, okay. If, 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 you know, if you want them and he had the same experience as Andres did hypocrites, people who tell you one thing to another, this and that, but he understood that that was important for me. He was, he understood <laughs> that that was, that was like one of the constants important. in my life. Keyword was, open. You know, it was God. It was, it was for me. That's what it was. It might not be for him, but for me, that's, you know, so he gave me, he said, okay, then if you want to take them and you want to go, you go. I went for a whole year. I I never nagged him. I never, he knew I was going to go. He gave me that, you know, freedom, so to speak. And he said, yeah, Get no, freedom. I'm not going to go, but you can go and take them, you, you know? <laughs> so, and then a year later, the man came <laughs> and it's like, I don't know what happened. I know I pray about it. But then I was like, God, I think you kind of went a little overboard with this because this man is really on fire. I was kind of feeling like I was the one that was being left, you know, left out or, um, but yeah, I, I like I said, it's, it's, it's a marriage, is you know, outside religion, you're going to have those moments when it comes to your children's education, when it comes to how you're going to raise your children, when you're going to have to come to the middle because if you don't do that, I mean, it, it's, it's going to be a lot of bumps in the road. Um, I think a lot of the stuff that, um, I want to ask is that I think, and I think it was like the, conf- the conflict between you guys. There's, I, I kind of, I'm going to support both of you guys' side. So no, you can't, you got to pick one side. I can, <laughs> you'll see. So pick a one, side. No, 
One is that you had your choice. He didn't accept. A few years later, he said yes. Mm-hmm. Two, you were a few years late. You should have like, <laughs> yep. you should have said it like at least before. <laughs> like, let's be real. If you could have said it like maybe a few weeks after, then like it wouldn't happen. But you said it a few years later. It doesn't work like that. Well, it's more to the story, but I'm well, not going to well, get into it. Well, isn't that great? Yeah, not, it's amazing. Not, no, well, it's not. It's- I also, like, it's, it's kind of like, it's even because it's your choice if you want to do it, but you're also supporting no. by his choice. Okay. Issue, issue, no, no, the, the issue is, is we have two different religions. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, I know that's the thing. It's just that. Guys, this is the thing. Um, okay, so I was baptized as, as a baby. So I was Catholic. I. Nobody asked me if I wanted to be Nobody baptized. Nobody asked me. Nobody asked me. My parents did it for Maribel. Preach, preach. Let this okay. man know, please. Let when I decided to become a Christian, mm-hmm. he never said that I couldn't get baptized again if I wanted to. Ah, bueno. He never said anywhere that I couldn't get baptized again. Mm. It's like I, I, and I did. So I think I'm, 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 you know, like I think she baptized two times. I'm, I'm baptized twice, baby. It's like you want, like the enemy or whatever you want to come at me. I've been, I've been, you know, baptized twice. I don't see the problem with that. I, I, I don't, you I got, know. I got baptized, and sometimes when I'm in the pool with my son, I baptize myself. Oh again. yes, absolutely. <laughs> we, you know, we can do that too. It's like it doesn't have to be, um, you know, like I said, it is, it's, it's, it's not, we try not to make things, we come together. All right. And he listens to me and I listen to him and we come, we have to come to a point because it wouldn't be fair to our kids not to do that. Mm. And now it's not longer, see, I was, this is one thing I had to do. Um, a, a very independent, a Caribbean woman, Dominicana, Boricua. I don't need a man. That's the way That's I grew right. up, to be honest That's with you. Right. I don't need a man. I don't need you or your money to raise my children. That's it. That's how I grew oh, that's, that's so, baloney. So, you know, <laughs> baloney. You know, I had to, after I had my children, I said, so now Maribel, it's not longer about you or Jose by himself. Exactly. We decided to get in this together. We're in this together. We're going Preach. to make decisions together and, and we're going to do what's best for our children and also what's best for us as a as, as couple. You know, I cannot put my foot down and say, no, this is not going to happen or he cannot do that because it's like we're missing out. We, 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 if we do that, if we kind of take that route, we're going to miss out on things and, and, we, and we can make or have unnecessary conflicts. So, right. so you know, it's like you're saying right, but I'm, she's I'm agreeing with, but her. she's made a point. They've missed out because of our conflict, plain and simple. No, because they, they Why no, I've sent no? them. I've sent them on Tuesdays to, <laughs> to, to the Royal Rangers, and they didn't like it. You know, I felt like that was like a start in the right direction. But the thing is, you didn't give us a choice. What do you mean? I, I sent you guys, and then listen. If you didn't have a choice, you'd be still going there every Tuesday until you're 16. I mean, well, you had a choice. You told me you didn't like it. You said you didn't like going after. there. Exactly. But after when, but like, when, but when you, you tried, started tried it. it. But we, we tried it for like 
few months? Yeah. It was, it was, we tried it for a school semester. That's how I Yeah, it. for a whole school semester. You know, we sent them every Tuesday. And they came back with like mixed reviews. Right. But my question was, was that something that we both agreed to do? Yes. Why? Only because I went through the same thing because it wasn't just about the church. It was about, about mm-hmm. camping, doing, being in the Boy Scouts and learning to find your path to God. So how is that any different from how me wanting to impart education onto them? Because it's not only just about baptism and communion. Mm-hmm. It's about being part of a community, being part of a church. Because for me, I I love the 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 feeling of being part of a church. And I know Maribel and I know Chet can feel the same because there is a sense of community that you get from that. I felt that they lost that and they didn't have the opportunity to do that. And they only had it through Royal Rangers and they didn't even like that experience. Knowing what you went through. Well, I, I didn't go through that in Royal Rangers because I stayed there until I was 16. See, I, I, I just... Uh, the Royal Rangers was get like close, the, the best experience from us going to the church. Mm-hmm. That was the, like Maribel said, we were talking, it's about the experience. If we were to go back in our youth and think about what was the experience that really helped us when we were younger, for me, Andres and Rolando, I think we can all say it was that program, yeah. you know? Because it, it took us to, to experience something that we didn't experience before. We went camping. Uh, we would see a fireside, pools, uh, have a good time. We yeah. would play games and have that community Compete, with competitions, other, uh, other, youth other yeah. from other states yeah. that we will all meet together and we will have a great time. And, you know, and I think that's in our heart. Okay, so let me ask you a question. So how old were you guys when you guys started going to church? Even something imposed on you? Well, how old were you? I'm just curious, Andres, how old were you when you, you know, when you started going to church? We started going, I would say, like five, six years old. But then Mm -hmm. I I remember during that time, it was just... Sit there, sleep underneath the what do you call it? The the, the benches, or, yeah, the benches yeah, and the carpet. The run around, and my grandmother be like, "Sentate, sentate, sentate." You know, like mm-hmm. pay attention, pay attention. And then during the during the kids section, I remember they used to pull us, go to the kids, the kids, the kids lessons. They put all the kids to the side, mm-hmm. and then we learn we learn about Noah's Ark and all the stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the time we were nine years old. That's when we started joining the Royal Rangers, mm-hmm. the Boy Scout. Okay. So, you know, you see my son, he tried that. He didn't really like it. Okay. That wasn't a problem, but that didn't stop him from wanting to go to church. Um, now, when I became a Christian, which was is about to be eight years, I think he was like, what? He was like eight, seven, mm-hmm. seven years old. And so... Um, you know, there might be some things that they might not like in there or outside there. Like I, like I say, I'm Caribbean woman. We we think that we are the best at baseball. I'm thinking my son. Once <laughs> I have him, I'm like I'm gonna put a bat on his hand, and he's gonna be the next. Um, uh, this guy named uh, Papi Ortiz, he's going to be the next big thing. He's going to be, a, you know, a major league uh, uh, baseball player. The kid was never even interested in that. Yeah, um, but, same I, thing. but I took him and I was like, let's see what happened here. You know, 
Uh, but then again, it's like I, I started, I did that early. And um, like I said, I was, he didn't want to do that. Okay. But at least, well, you know, we, we, we try. The thing is, like I said, as, as parents, I guess Steph's uh, point is like any decision that we make is good to sit down together. And I give you my point of view. You give me yours, and we gotta come to some kind of agreement. agreement. <laughs> Don't give her no ideas, Maribel. Don't give- <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I really am not. I'm not. But as a mom, like I and and I understand when she 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 says that she feels that her kids miss out on when she, on on what she had. So I can relate to that. I can understand that. And but then at the same time, I'm gonna tell you something, Steph. You don't don't feel no remorse and don't feel no regrets. Um uh because that's one thing God told like he he deal with me in that area. He deal with me. Um regret was like a very uh big thing in my life. Um there were so many things that I could have done and I didn't do it. And and one day he was just like it's all right, my daughter. It's okay. See, it's I'm, all right. I'm, I, I can't let go. I'm. <laughs> I, when, I understand. When, when you say <laughs> that you had that burden, like I, I yes. do not let things go. And that has been, a, a, I and don't know. That's if that, who you are. Yeah, who that is, are. that is like and my being okay. in my, in my, in my, in my vein. Yes. I cannot let things go. Yeah, yeah so, that's who you are. And, and, that's and it, how, you know, that's who God created you to be. That's, that's you. But I don't know if that's something that, by me being passionate about it, is it something that, is it, is it a negative thing? Because I want certain things, like I want certain things to happen. Like I don't, I don't want to compromise. And I feel like if, if I, if I compromise, then I'm, I'm doing a disservice. And I felt like this conversation between being part of church and, 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 and trying to do baptisms and community, like I felt like I failed because I didn't even have the opportunity to do something, but regret is always living in it. It, it lives in, in Stephanie land. Regret lives and, there. And it's in there. It, it lives there. I live there. I still live there and I do not let things go. And it is a bad trait. I, I, I mean, I don't know if that what it is, but I don't let things go. I don't. I, I was like I said, I was like that. And and when I became a Christian and, and I brought it like to the Lord, me and him, just just me and him. Be like, God, you know, going back to the same point, I'm a mother now. I I don't maybe you know, um, my mother and my father, they did the best they could with whatever they had, with whatever knowledge they had. And I was like, God, I, I wanna do what's best for my children. I just, I just want you to help me, help me, help me do the best, the best I can, you know, as a mother and then as parents, you know, we always want the best. And so I came to him and, and I, and I keep doing it. I keep doing it. I keep coming to him with, with, um, my negatives and my positives and, and my thoughts and my beliefs and, 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 and you know, I, I keep coming back to him and, and it's like, he has changed so many things in me, within me. Um, and, and then, like I said, I got to come to him 
single day and, um, you know, bring everything to him and ask him to, to give me what I need. Uh, the Bible says he'll give us our daily bread. And I know, Stephanie, you know the Lord's Prayer. We all know we it's all the know same it. prayer. We know it by heart. Same <laughs> prayer. Um, you know, give us today our daily bread. And, and that's what he does. And But, but Steph, I mean, there's nothing you can do about that by this point. Uh, unfortunately, there are no do-overs in life. That, that's what I tell my, my son now that he's 14. Why are you laughing like, so hard? Because you give me that look. You already know why. You already know why. I'm sorry, Dre. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like on one side. Like both of you got a valid point. Both of you do. But what I have learned, like I said, 18 years with this man, me being like headstrong and I'm still art. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And I think it's, it's never too late. Like, yeah, it's just yeah, a, a dedication. You know, you you dedicating your children to God. But I feel that like uh, we were talking about what's the common ground. Mm-hmm. The common ground will always be peace. When you have a relationship <laughs> with nope. God. There has to be. There peace. has to be. You know, that's what he brings to the table. Yeah. You know, and then like I'm not gonna tell you we're perfect. We're not. No, perfect. by no means. Sometimes I do want to get that skillet. You know, like what a skillet is, and, and break it on his head. But then I just hear that voice, Maribel. That's not who you are anymore. <laughs> Yeah, and, and it's like it's like I have to, you know. Sometimes I, I'm quiet, but when I talk, I might say something that's real dumb. Oh you know? yeah. So it's like, so I'm like, I gotta keep quiet and don't say nothing. The, the same thing, like I said, marriage is like we cannot be just both of us just bumping head and okay, this is where I stand. And you're not gonna move me from here. And then this is what I'm saying. You know, but, but, but I guess it's, know? it's the example. Like, like when she started going for a year, and I saw her with my son and my daughter going to church. It just reminded me of my mother when she took my took me and my brother. And I was like, I don't want this cycle to repeat itself. You know, my father didn't take us. You know, so I'm like, I'm a father now. Let me go and take my children. It might have been a year for me to go, but I, I, I wanted to, um, you know, be an example to my children. I, I, you know, I didn't I didn't understand everything. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. And that's what I told you that same day I made that prayer. I said, God, if you're real, manifest yourself to me. And and and, and that changed everything. That prayer. You know, it's just just the same way you would talk to somebody, you know, the same way I talk to my children. The other day I told my children, I know you guys are not praying. And and they asked me, how do you know that? Because when I come home, a father's desire is to be with his children. Yeah. And you guys are not with me. You're in your rooms, on your phones, on your tablets, playing games, but you don't spend time with me. So if you're not spending time with me, that I'm your father, how can you be spending time in prayer with God? And they just got kind of like got surprised. Yeah. yeah. But like, then again, you said you talk about prayer because it's like you want to, you want them to have that relationship. You, and you don't want to be something that's pushed on your children. I don't believe in pushing. Like I said, I thought my son was going to be, um, and, and you know, the best baseball player ever. 
It didn't happen that way. And that was, you know, I, I didn't, I don't, but as parents as well, we need to understand this. It's like as a father or as a mother, you cannot let your kids do whatever they want because there's a reason why you're the father and you're the mother. And I tell Bella, my daughter, like I've been on this earth for almost 40 years. So I know something that you don't because you're just 11. So it's like, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm very good friends with my children, but at the same time, I'm, I'm the parent. You don't know more than I do because it's just impossible. And like I said, I've been on this earth for almost 40 years. You haven't. You haven't been through what I have been through. And as a father and as a mother, we want the best for our children. So yes, they do have, I'm not like Bella. Now she's like changing into, she wants to wear uh, baggy clothes. And so I'm like, okay, why do you want to do that? And then she explains to me and her point, I listen to her. And so there's some things that are okay that are okay, that I'm like, go ahead, yeah, get it. You like it, get it. But there's some other things that I cannot let her do. It's like, right now, I cannot give my child, you know, a car learning to drive is good at the right time. But if you give Adrian the key, oh, yeah, go go drive the car. Go get in the car and put the key in the ignition and praise the gas, what's going to happen? So, you know, it might be something good, but it's, it has to be at the right time. Well, they made a point that said it's never too late. It yeah, is never, never too late, late to, to, to develop a relationship with God and, and spirituality and in faith. It's never too late. But I feel like you have to start somewhere, right? We always want to start with a foundation, right? It's always important. Same thing with school. You, if in order for you to continue and progress in life and it, in math and science and stuff, you got to start at the basics. So Mm -hmm. if I wasn't even able to show you the basics first, how can you go ahead and make your decisions later on? That's right. Can't. See, and and now you bring up a good point because now- That's all all I do. They don't even teach religion in school anymore. So you have nowhere to start, even if you wanted to start. It has to be at home. It has to be at home. It has to be at home. It has to be. Just like, look, there's so many subjects right now. Okay, like I said, I was raised by a nurse. Somebody that was in the medical field. I have never had problem with getting my kids vaccinated. Uh, they might say some Christians might be like, oh, no, I will never. My Both of my children had their COVID shot. Why? Because mommy decided that was good for them. They didn't have, they cannot tell me, oh, no, I'm not going to do it. Because you're 14 and you're 11 and you don't know any better. But mommy knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. So I never, I don't have a problem. They have all the vaccine, vac- vaccinations up to date. Some Christians, they don't believe in that. You can't even go there. See, But not everybody is the same. God will deal with you individually. See, that's, but that's, that's, the, that's the thing that's too. A very important point that I want to make. God will deal with you. And just like anybody else in life, we don't need to be at the same, like let's say, Oh, just because somebody bought a house and I don't have a house yet, that doesn't mean anything. You know, that doesn't mean they're ahead of me or that I'm behind or that I have to do what others do. No, you know, we all do go at our own pace. That that's that's you know that's that's also another thing. You know, is we not all the same. Like, and we we go through the same. Like, 
let's say we we go through the same church with other brothers and sisters, then you cannot tell them to get the vaccine. But for me, oh, I, I, I need to do it. I'm 100% for it. How do you, like, when it comes to that, like, how do you feel about the the religious exemptions? Because a lot of them, a lot of, like you've mentioned before, a lot of church members feel like when it comes to religious exemptions on certain vaccines, whether if it's the COVID or any other, how do you feel about that? Because me personally, I really don't believe in the religious exemptions because you, there's so many things that can go wrong in, in the mm. medically. I think about it medically, you know, in the medical yeah. field, there's so many different infections and bacteria and all these things. And I mm-hmm. think of it in that sense. Like, what is your what is your understanding or your opinion about religious exemptions in general? There's a scripture in the Bible that it says that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And I think some people, um, they don't use wisdom, you know, because you can't dismiss the fact that something like that pandemic is deadly. Yeah. And then you you think that you're just superior in a Mm -hmm. sense. You know, we're called to pray against it. But at the same time, you have to have wisdom and protect yourself, protect your it's like it's like driving a car and putting a seatbelt. I'm not going to drive my car without Without my seatbelt, you know, but it it, like right now, like here in Virginia, we have a governor. He's a Christian. He said that, uh, okay, moms and dads, do you want your children to wear a mask to school or you don't? Now that's up to you. So, you know, it's, it's like same thing. Like, I, I don't believe nothing should be forced on nobody. One thing is like there's a natural aspect to something, but there's always a spiritual aspect. Yeah, when my wife had the accident, we had four accidents in one week. And when that happened, the third accident, I told her. And I told my wife, we need to pray because there's something that's yeah, not lining yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And then on Saturday, the car hit her and flipped the car mm-hmm. over. So it's like, you know, we needed to be in a church for a protection. We needed a higher protection uh, for our family because we were going through all these. Okay. Um, I, I just want to make this clear. Now, this is something that they don't do just, okay, just because there's a Christian church, that doesn't mean it's, everything is the same. There, I, I don't even know how many Christians denominations they are, yeah, to be honest yeah. with you. Now, where we go, you know, or where we feel comfortable because that's another thing. It, this is it's, it's kind of like going through life. It's kind of like having a job. You might be at a place and you're going to outgrow that place. And then you'll be like, I don't think I can be here anymore. And then you will go and apply to another job and go somewhere else. It, it's, it's kind of like the same thing, you know, it's, it's, it's like where we are, our pastors, he did that. Like he, he prayed you know, to be kind of like that point, that barrier um, in this, in the spiritual uh, uh, realm. Spiritual protection. Yeah. To be a spiritual the, protection. The, the things that we were dealing with were greater than us. Yeah. You know, we didn't know why we're going through this stuff. Um, I was going to court cases, federal court cases, yeah, yeah. lawyers, stolen cars, car accidents. Yeah. And, and, and some people might call that all oh, bad luck. 
You know, but we saw a difference once we came in there. So it's like the same thing. If you watch a movie, you're going to watch the movie that you like. Exactly. You're not going to watch a movie that you don't like. When you eat food, you're going to eat the food that you yeah. like. So it's like you have a choice, you yeah. know, there, you, you're going to go to where you feel comfortable, yeah. you know, where you feel it's your home. Mm -hmm. And I think for many, even for many Christians, they they lose their choice. They don't decide to keep growing or to keep uh, advancing to, to go somewhere else. They're like, oh, no, this is where I belong. I'm like, God is always moving. He's yeah. always, he's when always he created, what he said, he, he said he, he's moving through the, he created the heavens and the earth. His spirit was moving. God's always in moving. moving. So it's like there has to be an action to your life. You and, can't stay the same. And, and then again, look, like, like, like uh, Andres, your family, they're Christians. They have a denomination. I am not of the same denomination. Mm -hmm. So there might be things that I do that might not agree with. And there might be things that, that they do that I might not. And then, then again, agree to disagree. Just, you know. But it, it, then again, it's like that, like, like the gift. Like it's a free gift. God, salvation is a free gift. We don't have to work for it. There's nothing we can do to re receive it or get it. Yeah. He already did it. And it's like, like I recognize my wife uh, has a special gift. And Andre, just by talking to Andres, yeah, he has that special has gift that, as well. Yes. So it's like that. There's and it's definitely wait, those wait, two. Yeah, those wait, two. And there's a scripture that says that your gift will make room, room for, you. for you. So it's like when you tap into that gift and you know that it's something that God gave you, you can be like, God, lead me where you need me to be. Show me where I need to go. And, and or, or Lord, uh, speak to me tonight mm -hmm. when I sleep. Give me a dream, yeah. you know, and he will do it because yeah. you already it's have the gift inside of you. Yeah. You know, so so I think uh, we all constantly are looking for something outside when it's already Everything inside. Everything is inside. See, 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 what, see what they said, stuff. I'm God's gift to women. Is that <laughs> <laughs> See, that's how fights start. My my thing I, is, no. <laughs> I always try to be open. That That's the only thing that mm -hmm. I can impart to my children. It's the only thing that I can impart as a parent, as a mom, as trying to be something something that's going to help myself and help others along the way. Because that's if if that's the gift that I want, that I want to impart, That's by me doing the things that I enjoy, right? I, I, I love being around children. I love working in the hospital. I love working oh, with my hands. I love being in the medical field. And that has allowed me to put my faith in other things and faith in terms of my skills, in, in terms yeah. of my, 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 um, my understanding, my empathy. And I'm always constantly practicing that. Like I'm constantly yeah, you, you learning. You have faith in everything. You, you have faith in science. You have faith in, you know, religion and a higher being. It's everything. It's faith. Right. And it's a combination. Yeah. And I think what happens is that I sometimes lose myself because I'm so focused on the end goal. And I sometimes fail to realize that there is something much more to this goal that I'm trying to achieve. And I, and I feel sometimes I lose sight of that because I'm so occupied about this is what I need to do in order to get to my goal. And this is what I have to do. And I lose mm -hmm. sight and I don't enjoy the moments of the journey itself. Right. And I feel like that's something through 
through religion and and through being a parent and just like just straight up life. Like sometimes I feel like I lose myself because I'm too busy looking at the end of the road. And so you I'm, need to step back. A I need to and step enjoy, back and enjoy, and enjoy it. it a little bit. And I don't think yeah, that I, I I don't think I do that enough. I yeah, I know I don't do that enough. I know I don't. Be present. That was something God had to deal with me because I was always either on the past or future tense. I, I, I couldn't be in today. I couldn't, I couldn't be in the moment. I couldn't be present. And this is something he has changed in me because mm-hmm. I recognize that I'm not, I'm not the same. He, you know, he, if you allow it, you know, just, if you allow it, he, he will do like right now, you say you just recognize that by having this conversation, you're like, okay, I realize that I need to be more present. I need to enjoy more because it's a journey. And, and yeah, the, the ultimate goal is to get where you want to go. But in the meantime, you have to enjoy the journey and you learn and, and you become better. And, 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 and you know, lessons is, is, is lessons that you learn. I mean, you know, you're not the same one you were when you were 10 years old. Like how you were explaining, you know, Adrian, it's like, that's how you go to school and you do get influenced by outside sources. And we have all this information and all these things that we've been bombarded by. And, um, you know, that, that's what I said. It's like, um, you, you have that, that, that free will to make your choices and make your own decisions. And and that's okay. Good stuff, guys. Good stuff. <laughs> I, I don't know. I want you guys to ask us questions because I don't really want to be doing like talking like uh, like I want to know like what you're curious about or I, I like wanna, even Adrian. I want to share something okay. about Joshua. Uh, when he was 12 years old, um, he had something similar to what Andres was saying—a vision—and um, and um, he told me he's like that. I'm having a vision right now and I'm seeing you in New York with a couple of kids with a hoodie, with a backpack, with spray cans. And I'm like, where really? You know, yeah, I see you and I'm, I'm the guy showing me all of this. And he didn't know. About and, and my son did not know I did graffiti. <laughs> he didn't know I was in the streets, you know? And, and I asked him, I'm like, son, um, like, what, what do you see? And he was sharing everything. I see you drawing in the walls. And, um, and, and then I asked him, why do you think I show you that? He's like, because God is telling me that, that you were looking to uh, acceptance. You needed to fit in. And you were dealing with these people and, and doing this and doing that. And um, I think, like my wife said, we all have a calling. We all have a purpose. We all have a gift. And in each and every one of us, that gift is to help others, to help each other first, mm-hmm. family, mm-hmm. foundation, mm-hmm. and then to help others. Legacy. Legacy. So I, I always encourage my wife and I tell her, you have a special gift. Use it. Yeah. You know, because I, 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 I'm out there. You know, I, nobody have to push me to do something. I do it. But I, I encourage her to, to use her gift. And even my son. Like, um, sometimes I'm in his room and he's there. I'm like laying in his bed and he's, 
he's playing the guitar, then he's playing the piano, then he's doing sit-ups and push-ups. And I'm like, I'm like, multitask. Like, he's showing me all his muscles. I'm like, bro, I don't even got muscles. You know, I tried to get a six-pack since I was 14. And I'm 40 now. You know, and, and I see the, the gift in, in him, and I'm like, wow, you know, it, it encourages me to see what God is doing in him, you know, and we feed off each other. Um, I, I don't know if uh, Steph ever met uh, grandma, but um, did you, Steph? No, I've never met her. No, she never met her. Okay. Our grandmother, to me, was the greatest expression of love. Mm-hmm. Our grandmother always, uh, always had food on the table, always hugged us, always loved us. And, you know, it's like it never in my life have I seen a woman like my grandma, mm-hmm. you know. But I could tell you one thing that 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 love is has transpired into Andres' mom. It leaves a mark in you. You know, it does. And, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. It, it's just because I was about to say, God is a generational God. Um, he's he he not only see you guys like right now is like I said. Once you came together, it's like God sees Steph, sees Andres, he see uh, um, you know Adrian. And he sees Stefan. It's like he's a God of generation, a generational God. So, so it's like that's why that it, it, it does. Do, it, it, family is very important to him. It's it's, it's like it, it's something that um, in love, like he said. So, so he's talking about his grandmother. Then you know there is this this like he said, and he's talking about his aunt. He's talking all those things are important, but like in my case, I couldn't really see that until I became a Christian. Then I started to understand things a little bit better. I was like, oh, wait a minute. Okay, so this is important. Um, You know, like I say, I I started putting pictures of my family together because every time I'll get mad, my reaction was like, I want to leave this man because I don't want to, I don't have to put up with this. Why? Because that was what was embedded in me. That's the way I was raised. So I don't have to put up with this. I can leave him and leave that. But no, it's like, it's like, like I Why said. Why are you giving God me a look for? <laughs> Why are you giving me a look? You heard what you said, right? You got to put up with me. That's what, it, that's what she said. It, 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 no, no. But I'm saying that's the way I used to think. And then God showed me. It's, it's, it's not about just you and Jose. It's, it's a legacy legacy is generations we we're looking forward to our grandkids if god willing i don't know if we're going to see our great grandkids but it's like that's the thing that god is a god of it's a generational god yeah, it's a legacy we but behind. i be thinking like oh you know i i don't know do whatever i want or do this or that it, 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 it's like you know um This is something that he like dealt with me personally. He's a god of generations. He 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 works that way. And um, I I think you gotta come to the point of um, um, you know, like don't shy away from reality. You know, like like if 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 I were to ask you like what 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 do you think God is saying? Like, 
what does God want to know, want people to know about him, about who he is? We already said love and relationship. Mm-hmm. But if, 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 like, I can give you an example. When, when she went to church, we were in a church and we were worshiping. And I was there and I oh, looked. Praise and singing, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I in worship service. And I looked and my wife wasn't there. And I'm like, what happened? Where'd she go? You know? And then when she came back, uh, her, her face was wet. I guess she was real scared or whatever. But she felt God's voice tell her, I am not a myth. I am not a fable. I am not a story. I am God. And I love you. So it's like, for her, she needed to ah, hear. To go she there. had to hear that audible voice and that encounter from my father. Yeah, because yeah. my I come from a broken family. Because she she had a lot of beliefs in her mindset of who God was. Yeah, and he needed to get that away of her off of her mind, so she can know that that's not the God that she he that she he thought is. that she was. You know, and yeah. and that's how her relationship started. So it's like we can all start in different places, but um, he reveals himself to us individually in different ways. Yeah. Adrian, do you have any questions? <laughs> you any questions Are Adrian? you curious about something? <laughs> do you want to ask something? And I, 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 I want to know what do you think about all this? Mm, I feel like all the questions were answered. Okay. <laughs> I really don't have any questions. I'm not saying I don't have any like questions and like a bad thing but i feel like no no all the I questions mean, i had right. like i mean you're very smart answer very already right uh for your age you you know how to express yourself very 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 well and i do believe that that is a gift that is not just pure mere consonance you yeah, know he has a gift that, of talking so he he's he's like us I don't, know about, I don't know about you, Andres. You don't have, you don't have the gift. People, you don't have saying? the gift of the gab. No, you don't. What? No. I am a social butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we know there's certain, um, you know, things or conversations that can be very, very controver- controversial. And, and like I said, we might never look eye to eye. You might believe one thing. Um, I might believe in another one. And, and, you know, to me, like I said, that that's okay. To me, it's Jesus. He's the only way. And it, it, you, you cannot tell me otherwise. Um, there might be some people that might think something else. But like I said, like I, I always say, if you give this Jesus, my Jesus, the one I know, if you give him a try, and if it doesn't work for you, then it's okay. But I assure you that if you give him a try, um, you might be surprised. He's, he's going to surprise you. And it's like, he, yeah. imagine if he were to step in a church right now, the way he is, you think people, people would be like, what, what is he doing? You know, cause he, he'll get mud and put it in a person's eyes and heal them with mud or he'll spit on a guy's face. You know, people won't do that in the church. They'll go on TikTok and be like, oh man, Jesus is crazy. You know? But 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 he's out. He he he's like That's that, you know. He he's more cool than 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 you know. Yes. I, I had to accept him because at the beginning I was like, oh tidy, I don't I'm not gonna talk to this person. And and God had to oh. tell me, like Jose, 
I created you that way so you can be an influence to people in the marketplace. Stop trying to shy away, hide, close your mouth, open your mouth, talk to people, love people. And, 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 and sometimes I'll see people, I'll give them a gift and they're like, don't ever change who you are. You know, I, 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 you hear so many things in the news and recently something happened that it shook me. I, a young woman that lost her lives and she, her life, she was very well known. We, we all know. I'm not going to say names or anything like that. But uh, it, it shook me because, like, for example, when you take your life away, it's because you feel that you got to the end of the road. You feel that there's no hope for you. There's nothing else left. And this doesn't happen just to people that are single. It can happen to, to someone who's married. Oh, life, yeah. It anybody. can happen to a mother. It can happen to a father. So what the gospel does, and, and, and that's what it has done for me. It has given me hope. And when you have hope, I'm telling you, it's like... You might have your days. I don't, I'm not going to lie to you. I have my days when I'm on the floor. I'm like tested. When I need somebody else to come and lift me up because I don't have the faith on that day or I don't have the hope. But every time I go to that church building or get around my brothers and sisters, that's how we call it, or my husband, I come to him or he prays for me or it gives me hope, and 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 that is something that that's priceless, priceless. Listen, I want to thank you guys for being on the show, man. This is very insightful, very helpful, and I guess uh, we could we could have you guys on another episode, just not even talking about religion, just talk about life in general. Yeah, yeah, anything. Yeah. Um, thank you guys. Thank you for giving us this opportunity. Like my husband said, it has been it has been amazing. Yeah, like, it's been a good. Over two hours. <laughs> Thank you so much. It didn't even feel that long. No, either. it didn't even feel like that. And, and that's the thing, you know, when when um time, when God cursed the earth due to sin, He cursed it with time. Time. When we spend time in worship and our relationship with God, we're no longer in time. We're in eternity. Mm. That's why He said you can't feel it. You know, because it's like you're in a different place now. Yeah. You know. And then like when we that. finish the podcast, we'll come back to time and we're like, oh, wait, it's 10 o'clock. Bedtime. <laughs> 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 we didn't even realize it. Yeah. yeah. Guys, it, it was an honor and a privilege. Yes, and, thank um, you for giving us this time. I, I appreciate it. And yeah. uh, I just pray God blesses you, your yes, family, yes, uh, yes. the podcast. And um, I just pray you keep yeah. bringing out uh, new content. Yeah. And, you know, and, and God gives you the wisdom. Uh, the understanding for what content to put out, the yeah. people, and um, just success in every area of life. Yeah, uh, just just like I said, guys. I don't want to start this all over again, but because I know you guys have to go. But like, like right now, uh, or, or or like what's going on, you know, with the pandemic, people have to their schedules change, our way of life as we know it has changed. Absolutely. So you know, you have Absolutely. to be more inside, maybe spend more time with each other. Or maybe doing things that you didn't do before. And it has affected people um, like mentally, like I was talking about mental health. And, and, and that was one thing for me, like having that um, 
Because Andres said that before, um, you know, oh, you, you don't have to go to a building or you don't have to, you know, to be to be spiritual, or to believe in God. That is true. But then again, speaking by my own experience, I thank God they didn't close that church during the pandemic because it, it, it really, it really helped my mental state. You know, my, 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 you know, to listen to something when there is a, we are living in a world that is so negative. There's so much mm-hmm. bad out there. Yep. So, so much when negativity. you hear something um, that's positive, that gives you hope, that encourages you, I can go, I mean, what can be so wrong about that? Anything, yeah. anything you guys want. You guys are more than welcome to come back in another episode. You guys have been amazing. Thank you so much. We love you guys. Yeah. And this, I mean, there's there's nothing more that I can say. I really appreciate you guys being on. And I'm so grateful that you guys were able to, you know, use this platform and give us the opportunity to even talk to you guys. So I'm I'm super, super grateful. And I'm going to end it with God bless you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. All right, guys. Have a good night. Have a good night, guys.